on TV, online, and onside kick. I don't even know what that is. This is EPT Not Live. Hello, my babies, and welcome to EPT Not Live. I am Uncle Daddy Joe Stapleton. Wait, it's EPT Not Live at EPT Live. Correct. Wow, you gotta get Malta the, edition. You gotta get the branding right. That is right. My work wife, James Hardigan, always there to correct me. We are in Malta. Don't forget my work abusive stepdad, Matt Broughton. He is here. Coming up on today's show, just a quick recap of what has happened so far here in Malta. There is a live spinning go wheel out oh, yeah. there. Uh, Matt and James and I got to give it a spin, literally and figuratively. I got in trouble for touching it. We did not get that on camera. But we did get some footage of us playing that Spinigo for your eyes and ear holes. Uh, typically, it costs 500 euros to play. We did not play for that amount. But I did convince these two to play for 50 euros. More on that later. I fucked up another <laughs> trophy presentation. Really, how is, any, this, anything, how is this news anymore? Anything could have come after that, though. I fucked up blank. Could really come at any point. Uh, yes, another trophy presentation. But this one's really good. This is the best one yet. That is coming up later in the show. Uh, tournament director Toby Stone witnessed that. He's on the show today, and we'll be playing a game with him called The Stone Bubble. And I still don't know really really know what that game I is. I kind of have to take responsibility for this one because we kind of partridged that shit. We came up with a name and go, that sounds good. Now let's work backwards and come up with a format for what it is. I'm convinced... 99% of actual television is come up with that way. Anyway. Monkey tennis. Uh, today on Superfan vs. Stapes, it's Andrew Milto, and his special subject is Adam Carolla. And, uh, Had you heard of Adam Carolla before no, I asked you to come up with the no, questions? No, when you said it to me, I thought I'll just pretend to be cool. Yeah, fine, leave it with me, James. And I'm thinking... Well, guys, <laughs> this is a podcast, and Adam Carolla only had the first most successful podcast I know. of all I'd heard time. of him. In I'd heard of him. In the world. In the world. Yes. Oh, okay. The, there may be another one that's outside, uh, in, you know, in another country at this point. But I'm still... just baiting you. I know. I've got loads of facts about him. Okay, very good. I just well, hopefully that's you. one of the questions. Uh, <laughs> yes, and uh, speaking of that super fan, I ran into him the other day, uh, and he did me a real solid, but I'm going to thank him personally when he's on the show later. And <laughs> we've got... Solid. <laughs> well, speaking of solids, we've got prizes up the wazoo uh, to give away. We've got lots of step two and phase C tickets. I didn't get that right. It's phase two. Phase two. Yes, phase two tickets. Step C we're tickets were given away today uh, to start folks on their way to the Bahamas. That's right. I think we set in the end, and it was kind of like we made it up as we went along. We set three different competitions yes. on last week's podcast, all three of which involve some form of uh, photo or screen grab. So we'll work our way through those. We're going to paint a word picture for the audio only Beautiful. podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, so, um, and we're going to start people on their way to the Bahamas. And I think we decided we were going to give away 10 of these things. And I think we had exactly 10 submissions. So, perfect. We if that, you entered, you are That'll learn you to not enter our competitions, you dinguses. Uh, that is part of our social media segment, which is coming up right now. Uh, and I figured since we have a visual medium this time, I would uh, kick things off with not exactly social media beefs, but I wanted to show people, because sometimes when I read the messages that I get, it doesn't really give the full picture okay. you know, well, the, when I'm reading them out loud. The problem is when you read them out loud, you normally correct the atrocious spelling. Well, sometimes the spelling is so grammar. bad that I can't even express it orally, <laughs> right? Like I need, I, so now we have this visual medium. So there's this um, folder on Facebook, James, I know you don't have one, Matt. You do, and you may actually have. There's a 
there's a hidden message folder on Facebook where it really filters out. Yes. Like there's one where it's like, this person isn't your friend. Are you sure you don't accept? There's another even more hiddener one. Oh. That really fucked up messages go to. Wow. <laughs> is this is like the bottom layer of Inception. This is like kind of <laughs> yeah, like, right. This is deep, like this is like that. Even there. Facebook didn't even think that you deserve to be notified of this message. <laughs> and I get messages in this inbox occasionally. And I've been saving some to show you guys on the show today. Uh, this is from Renzo Mamami Ayala, who says, "You are a sucker, EPT Aldi's champion, made fucker. The kid have done that. You will never do a shoal." <laughs> what was that in response to? Hang on, eight twenty-nine. So that's the 29th of August. That would be in reference to Sebastian Mallets, I guess. Okay, well, I think he's trying to say EPT Ladies Champion when he oh. says EPT Aldi's Champion. But I really, I your guess is as good as mine, guys. Oh, maybe it wasn't about Sebastian. I mean, he's Mallets. right. You'll never be an EPT Ladies Champion. So I mean, he has a point. If that's the point, yeah, he might be making. It could be. Maybe you he's a shoal. I'm a definitely an a shoal. Uh, Coming up next here, oh, this is from a guy, by the way, let's keep in mind, his name is Philippe Sender. <laughs> Already sounds like spam to me. Hi, I'm organizing a poker tournament called the Billionaire International Poker Tournament. The entry for this tournament is 1.1 1, 1. 1 million US dollars. For this price, you'll have private plane flights, limousine transportations, housing in a luxurious yacht, private party, every nignitz on the yacht, in the yacht, excuse me. Those yachts will be sailing on the French Riviera near the French city of Cannes during the Cannes Movie Festival and the Formula One Grand Prix of Monaco. The game will be on a big ship cruising outside the limite of the French territorial waters. We will have 72 players, nine tables of eight players. Did anyone check the math, by the way? Checks out. I I got out a calculator immediately. (laughs) The math checks out. In the final game with the last eighth players, we'll be in a casino in Cannes or Monaco. TBC. If you want to participate, let me know, and we'll go forward. If you know some other players who want to join this tournament, they will be welcome. I love the fact that this guy thinks that you have the money to play a one million euro tournament. I don't. I mean, I think that he more. But Philippe Sender, the sender of this message, probably thinks that I maybe have like a one hundred euro holding fee. It could be. I mean, I've I've spot. seen you play some one point one tournaments, but those <laughs> those were very different. And different symbols at the end of the 1.1, yeah, usually. Yeah, and different of all the spellings. He got yacht right, which is generally where everyone falls down. It's a <laughs> crazy word. Right, I'm like a native English speaker, and sometimes I will misspell yacht. Yatch. Yeah, that's the thing. The guy pronounced it yatched. Here's the thing. When you, got, when, you, when you got that message, when you started reading it, did you think that this was building up to we would love you to host this? You didn't think this was an invitation to play? Absolutely, right? right? Because I've gotten cockamamie offers like this before for people having million-dollar buy-in tournaments, which actually is a thing now. But uh, a couple years ago, when the first person pitched it to me, I was like, <laughs> and then the guy threatened to sue me. So I knew that wasn't <laughs> legit. Uh, but Philippe Sender sounds legit. I did send him a couple of bucks to hold my place in the tournament. Right. Uh, here we go. Ian McKinnon says, dealer at Monaco, be a man. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and I think we've got one more here. Oh, no, this is actually a good one. Okay, this is a good I decided to end things on a nice note. Do you remember... Um, well, I'll read the first message, James, and you'll see. Hey, Joe. <laughs> it's Sven! I just watched the video of the final table, Dublin, and wondered how you know my name when I was blended in at the rail. 
This now, is the guy guys, who was railing Gilberniers at the yeah. Dublin main event final table, and Sven became the star of the TV highlights. I mentioned show. Sven probably more times than I mentioned Dmitry Urbanovich because <laughs> he was just, he was not blended in at the rail in the slightest. So I said, first of all, you're anything but blended in, but secondly, that's what TV producers are for, my friend. And uh, he said, okay, this blended in was just a bad translation out of German. I don't know what he could have meant instead. And if this is what TV producers are for, then you did a great job. Now, I almost corrected him, wanted to be like, I didn't, it wasn't me who did it, but I think maybe he means the collective you. So I, I just wanted to give production team. Yes. A, a round of applause to the production team for figuring out who the very, very noticeable <laughs> big German dude with a beard on the rail was. <laughs> but I'm glad Sven got in touch because I mean, look, we made, we made Sven a star. You're welcome, Sven. You're welcome. Okay, we've got some prizes to give away. We've got some competitions. We are trying to send some of our listeners, some of the EPC Live viewers, to the Bahamas for the first ever Pokestars Championship. Which competition do you want to do first, Jeff? We're going to start with the chat box catchphrase, catch on, which was an epic fail. Okay, this was a desperate attempt, and desperate is the operative word in that sentence, to get our fans to try and populate some of the cliches from EPC Live and from the TV shows into the chat on Poker Stars. Stuff like everyone loves a chop pot, domination nation. Now's when the real poker starts. Exactly. And uh, yeah, we were trying to get people to do it and then see what kind of reaction they got from the other players at the table. I was anticipating like hundreds of submissions and then the ones that got the best reactions would be the winner. Yeah. Turns out we didn't get hundreds of submissions. Turns out nobody reacted. So the people who submitted won prizes. Well again. done. Like John Jacobs, who says, trying to get EPT Not Live catchphrases to catch on a Pokestar Spain. It is not working out too well. <laughs> and there's what he said there. Uh, and you basically, this was a chop pot. And you know what they say? Everyone loves a chop bounty. No? No one? <laughs> and then I love this response. Get do you say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. So well done, John Jacobs. You've won yourself uh, a phase two ticket. Moving on to Sam Warger, who says, no one seemed as excited as me for the post-bubble bust-out bonanza, where she writes in the chat, post-bubble bust-out bonanza time. To deafening silence. Congratulations. Come on. Talk at the table, people. At least the sound of your email will go off saying that you've got yourself a phase two ticket. Coming up next here is Deborah Ireland, who says, no one will talk to me. I still had a chip in a chair, and then I didn't. Opponent collects my chips. In scornful silence, of course, she tried to use my catchphrase of, uh, I still have a chip in a chair. I, you know what? She would have got bonus points had she written, I still have a chip in a chair, open brackets, copyright Joe Staples in 2009. Well, she did get bonus points, which is why we include her, because she also tried again by saying, your catchphrase is still getting no response from my opponent, and there she tried. It's a straighty, flushy board. Oh, well your done. favorite, well, James. I have to say, the fact that Kate has submitted two definitely makes her worthy of a so prize. she's in for a phase yes. two. I think that's all we've got for the chat box ones. Uh, coming up next is, again, we sort of, uh, Alan Partridge just went, I was like, you know what, I just want to do a contest called Bahamas and Pajamas. So send us pictures of you in your pajamas, and if we like them, we'll send you a Phase 2 ticket. Up first is Pedro Almeida. Oh, please. Who's wearing his Man. Donald Trump onesie, which which is really remarkably undefined down there, considering <laughs> oh. how strangely, tight it is. Strangely smooth for a you'd human. Ex- yeah, you'd expect to see more. Oh, no, is. I don't need to see more. Mexico will pay for Take it wall. away. Surely he should be giving us... $27, not the other way around. He almost looks like a superhero. Wasn't he in, like, Robocop 2? <laughs> yeah, he does. Yes, he looks like the guy that was addicted to Crank or whatever it was in Robocop 2. <laughs> I can't remember. 
<laughs> Next up here is Adam Hibbard, who says, I hope a onesie qualifies as pajamas. Yes, it does when we don't have any submissions. Absolutely. That's a lot of product right there. I do hope he lives with a woman. Me too. My goodness. I hope he didn't use all that for this photo because it really seems like a waste. <laughs> uh, and finally... Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan is his Bahamas and pajamas who enjoys bananas and hopefully a phase two ticket. Oh, Absolutely, yes. Jonathan. I love the fact the photo's at an awkward angle as well, which makes it look like his garden's on a kind of like 45 degree incline. I feel like there's maybe two bananas in that photo. Really, <laughs> that's, just think about it. That's like the most minimal effort garden ever. It's like AstroTurf, bit of wood chip down the sides, just one hanging basket, which every year he tends to. <laughs> it's got a fence at least. <laughs> it's more than I have. All right, finally, one last competition we had. Now, James was in this amazing brilliant paparazzi photo where um he's got this what do we call a gormless expression i describe myself as a gormless twice basically james is chowing down while uh this 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 celebrity (laughs) con is being photographed and i was like this needs to be photoshopped into everything i will give prizes to people who photoshop this shit into some good stuff first up here we have andrew spears who said who knew that james hardigan (laughs) was present at the moon landings i for one didn't see that. Uh, and Adam, of course. Now, I'm so glad somebody went with this one who decided James loves a good free meal. <laughs> and James is, in fact, chowing down in the photo. So uh, that's very fitting. Nice work there. <laughs> da Vinci's demons, indeed. And uh, then finally, we had a late submission yesterday where Hardigan was at the top of the leaderboard oh, for yeah. the uh, the Bounty bounty Bonanza? Bounty bonus. bonus. The Bounty Bonus Tournament. Uh, so James... Uh, was pretty shocked to be at the top of the leaderboard for that. So anyway, congratulations. Congratulations to all the winners there. And I, Mickey Peterson, by the way, I don't know if you saw his tweet. He no. said, Oh, he said, this, the obvious challenge should be change your avatar on stars to that picture. Oh, man. Yeah, because you can only change that, what, like once a year or something, right? <laughs> that would be That's brilliant. That's serious. It's almost like getting it tattooed on you. That's like a poker <laughs> version of a tattoo. That's some real commitment. So here's right the there. thing. If I can persuade the live events team to separate with some more phase two tickets. If anyone sends in a screenshot of their PokerStars avatar having been changed in that picture, are we going to give out some more prizes? Sure, but we'll have to do a drawing at that point if like more than whoever does it. But yeah, absolutely. And we want to give away more of these phase two tickets anyway. So come up with some fun stuff. Impress us. Maybe we'll just, maybe we'll just grant you one. I'm going to grant Matt Broughton one if he tells a good story about his W coop. Final, oh, final you know, what? it's so funny you should say that. Um, <laughs> well, ordinarily, you know, between like Barcelona and and Malta, I don't really have anything poker stars related. But I was very fortunate this year to get involved in the WCube Twitch streams, and this kind of connects to something we we've been reminiscing a bit. And we were talking about like about five or six years ago when me and you were kind of working together for the first time doing the WCube radio shows. And one of the very first ones we did, Joe kind of was in control as he is now. He had like all the soundboard with all the like the oh, intro was music. A, that was a really bad first show. I was sweating. I was just like sick. I was. Bad. And it was like okay, and there's all these idents. Hi, I'm Daniel Negrano. You're listening to and it and it was a little bit. It wasn't a car crash, but it wasn't as smooth as we've come to know Joe. So they said, well, look, Matt, why don't you have a go at it? And I was like, oh god, okay. And so we swapped roles. And actually, I found I really enjoyed the multitaskingness of it. And probably after about a week, I'd made it so complicated. It's like a video game for Matt. It was. And I had everything color-coded and arranged on screen. So when it comes to the WCOOP Twitch show that I was doing, it was like not every single day, but it was most days for a week. Uh, Sorry, for a month. I think I have one of those idents, actually. Hello, everyone. This is Liv Marie, and you're (laughs) listening to PokerStars Radio. Game's on! (laughs) 
<laughs> so there was a lot, as you might imagine, because as the as we would did it for two weeks, and as the weeks rolled by, we just added more and more guff to this output. <laughs> and I was I fell foul foul of exactly the same compulsive to oh I didn't you know after the first show it'd be great if I had like another screen that did this and third show it'd be great if I had some music behind it I should have some music if I had a soundboard and you actually came in after I'd been in a couple of days and you saw I already had a kind of an iPad here and an iPad there and microphones and and by the end of the month's run it had got pretty crazy but I was feeling like okay last show let's make it really great so Start the broadcast. I've got this plate up. I've got some music playing. So this is Kurt. This is your your new show. This is yeah. I'm now talking about the new W Coop okay. Twitch stuff. The one so you I'm just did. yeah. So and it's after the whole of September. It's the very final, very final show. Going to make this awesome. Everything has finally come together. Got the plate up. I can see the viewers are coming in. I've got this sound effect. I do this thing where I stay off. I stay off the camera. And now I turn that off. And I've got this thing. Let's get ready to rumble. There's another button. Music kicks in. I come in. I'm going, hi, guys. Thanks again for tuning in. It's been absolutely fabulous to have you with us. We've got this coming up on the show. That coming up on the show. And I can see the, the chat scrolling. Everyone's loving it. Da, 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 da. I go for about two or three minutes doing all this stuff at the top of the show, changing visuals. And I can see the chat scrolling. I'm thinking, oh, the guys are loving this. <laughs> I go, okay, let's uh, let's That's go. like a very gratifying thing, like when you do a good <laughs> gag and you're like, yeah. you see this, the chat. And I'm thinking, okay, okay, well, let's go and say hello to some of the guys already tuned in. And all I can see is, Matt, you're muted. Matt, your mic's off. Matt, we can't <laughs> hear you. Matt, 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 Matt. <laughs> and so I've just blown the best three minutes of my life just broadcasting silently to this audience with and I'm juggling and pressing and queuing stuff and I'm having the best time of my life and all I've got is like 600 comments going we can't hear you oi dickhead hello 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 and that was uh, that was how I closed the whole of a month's broadcast by just being a complete twat So we are still in the middle of the main event here in Malta, but there is one event already in the books. That's the 25K High Roller. And as per usual, well, we had a winner in the High Roller. Who's yes, we did. Me right. Traditional. David Yan. David Yan. You are getting worse Yes. Worse. Look, we do a lot of stuff. I don't know. Do you I'm remember who won a couple days ago? Which event? See, he doesn't even remember what event. <laughs> <laughs> I, have I, said, of, I have the name of everybody's winner for every event ever in my head. Do you really? Yeah. Oh. That's that's a, that, sounds like, that sounds like a challenge. If I even knew enough to quiz you <laughs> on that. But the thing is, I, I couldn't even name what our last stop. Barcelona. <laughs> um, yeah, so the 25K high roller went down. David Yan won. And um, bizarrely, not bizarrely, but it, it was an interesting story. It was that Max Silver was also at the final table. Yes, he was. And the weird thing is, they're very good friends. And they decided to share an apartment here in Malta. So effectively, they're roommates. And they both made the final table, sat next to each other at the final table, and obviously once Max was eliminated, he hung around because he was railing his buddy. Exactly. And typically when we do the trophy presentation, it's usually the winner and then a couple of suits, Toby being one of them, and then the runner-up. <laughs> but in this case, it wasn't the runner-up. It was Max Silver right. who went out in fourth. Welcome to the winner's presentation for EPT 13 Malta, the 25K High Roller. Here to present the trophy, we've got Marco Yellen, the G GM of Portomaso Casino. 
We've got Cedric below, the EPT manager, and of course, we've got tournament director Toby Stone. Before we give away this trophy, let's get a big round of applause for our winner's roommate and our runner-up, Max Silver. He's just, he's just here. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, Max here. God. So he's the runner-up. Boy, that was awkward. I always make sure I have something for the screw-up reel. Okay, here we go. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Christ alive. You look just so confused. Like, what? What's wrong? Now, look, oh. I will, to a certain degree, forgive you for not remembering who won a poker tournament two days ago. You were commentating on this literally minutes before you went yes, down there. Yes, and you know what it was? Minutes before I went down there? It was three fucking handed when I went down there because the <laughs> heads up was so short. Now, to be, to be fair to both sides of this, Max had already gone out and forth. <laughs> when I left to go do the winner interview. However, I saw exactly zero hands of heads up. So it's not like I had just watched David Yan because of the because of the delay and everything. The heads up lasted less than half an hour. So I didn't get to see Hajayev play. See, I remembered that. I didn't get to see them play heads up at all. So when I get down there, I really was just like, okay, here's the winner and here's the runner up. What a brutal needle, though. It wasn't really. <laughs> I eventually ladded him up I two spots. There, I thought there was going to be a little more to this. I eventually go over and give Max like a big hug um, afterward. And I'm like, hey, man, sorry. I was like probably the worst unintentional needle of all time. <laughs> of all the people you could do it to, though, Max Silver. It was probably. fine to do it to him, but I was, I'm also really embarrassed because I did it in front of Marco and in front of Cedric. And of course, in front of tournament director Toby Stone, who is our guest right now. You see, he's smiling there, but on the inside, he's thinking, what a dick. Well, the thing is, I'm, <laughs> I am really, uh, I just feel like the, the suits make me really nervous. That's why I always screw up these things. Do you consider yourself a suit? Absolutely, yeah. I've got a suit on, so. <laughs> no getting around I it. I can't get away from it. You're always really. impeccably dressed. I'm a wedding tie on today. <laughs> a wedding tie? Your wedding Everybody tie? calls my wedding tie. Yeah, it's, yeah. A very, it's very wedding-y. It represents both sides of like the male groomed. It's got some blue. It's got some pink. It's got the it's got the whole thing going on. Toby, I always get the impression that you hate this part of the job. That you hate standing there, being official, being on <clears> camera. <throat> when we're on the bubble and you're on the floor and the cameras are on you, you you never seem particularly happy about it. Uh, not really. No. I mean, if you ask me to, if you ask me what my job is, I'm a floor. I'm a I'm a poker guy. But uh, suddenly you put a camera in my face. <laughs> and I've never had media training or, or anything like that. So, I mean, I have no problem taking a microphone and announcing all the information to the players about yeah. line levels, about what we're doing during the day, about the dinner break. Um, that's something I've done for a long time, and I'm quite natural doing that. But once you put a camera on me, then I'm like, ah, what's going on? You know. And, and, and before, I've had to present, do not exactly what you do, but on the IPT a few years ago, I had to like do some kind of presentation with some huge camera coming in at me from from afar and I'm like what the hell I'm not a presentator I'm a, I'm a floor guy leave me alone you know I mean it's amazing <laughs> is that he is so uncomfortable with it and is so good at it you know he wants no part of it yet I really want to be a part of it and I'm terrible <laughs> at it why does it work out this way oh well, the Un universe I was just thinking thank god it's not me you know well, luckily, I've screwed up so many times at this point that it's kind of, like, become a thing. So I can just go, <laughs> classic stapes. Um, <laughs> I've noticed, Toby, that in addition to being an impeccable dresser, you've got, like, a pretty sweet bod under there. You've, like, <laughs> you've got, you're, you've got you're like, a, like, some ripped. What is the, what is the regimen? Um, probably... Should we do some crunches right now? <laughs> yeah, we can do a thousand if you want. Can you do a thousand crunches? I can, I can, I can in one gym session, yeah. I don't think that the three session. of us could do a thousand <laughs> combined today, let alone in a gym session. Is that what, do you do like eight minute abs? 
Uh, no, I do like, um, I go to the gym probably three or four times a week and I do sit-ups before pretty much every um, every like, set of a, a different exercise. So I can do like 25 or 30. So that's your that's his, that's his rest. His rest <laughs> kind of, yeah. Steps. Wow. Uh, I can do a sit-up like for 15 minutes I do in between every single set. Have you always been like that or? On and off, for, yeah, since I was about 20. Since you were 20 years More old. Less. Tell us what it was like growing up on the mean streets of wherever your accent's from. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm from, um, I'll tell the truth. I don't usually tell the truth, but I'm from Bradford. Uh, but Is I that left, embarrassing? It's a little, uh, yeah, if you're from England, you'll, you'll usually I lie and say Better loose. or worse than Hull? Oof. Sure, actually. It's a race. It's worse, uh, <laughs> like Bradford versus Hull. It's a coin flip, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't really have a Bradford accent anymore. I have like a northern accent because I left uh, over 20 years ago. No, I left actually 30 years ago, Bradford. So my accent's very soft. But you can tell I'm a northerner. But you, you couldn't really put it in Yorkshire. I think most people can't put me in Yorkshire. They just say northern, like Manchester or... And at what age was like getting into like poker your escape from Bradford? Um, no, I'd already left Bradford when I was 16. Uh, that was escaping my life, basically. Did you run away from As home? soon as possible. You know, my mum kicked me out. Really? Yeah, it was rough growing up in Bradford. I wasn't brought up, I was dragged up. Really? You know? oh my goodness. <laughs> Were you a bad boy? Uh, do I have to really answer that? I you was, don't yeah. know. You I, was a bit of a, I was a bit of a terrorway. Yeah. I was a little bit of a terrorway. What's the worst thing that you did? The worst thing I did? Did you ever glass anybody? Uh, no. I was, never, I was never violent, but I once <laughs> robbed my auntie's house because I had a key. <laughs> nice. So, okay. And she. Uh, no, no. If you have a key, it's just borrowing. She uh, would want me to have this. <laughs> and she was saving up her. We used to get like family allowance payments. I don't know if you, if you get that in the states. But sure. It's money for kids. So she was saving up her family allowance payments. They were like little pe checks that you could go to the post office. And I signed them all for like six months and, and ran away to Ilkley. So your life story is basically poacher turned gamekeeper because you're a tearaway, <laughs> and now suddenly you're someone who has to keep people in order. Yeah. How did that, I mean? How did you get into this business? Um, I was living in Birmingham and I was unemployed, and I found um, an advert saying if you want to work in a casino, uh, you do some training for like three six weeks, and they guarantee you a job afterwards. So that was it, and I went to work in Birmingham uh, Rainbow Casino, which was the biggest poker room in probably Europe at that time. And we used to run the National British Hold'em Championships. This is 91 or 92. The NBA. It, it was massive, yeah. The, back then it was massive. I, can't, I don't remember the buy-in. It was probably 100 quid buy-in. But we used to clear out the whole restaurant, clear out like, all the gaming tables from everywhere. And we'd put... The patio, the restaurant. 15 the tables or something. <laughs> I don't know. It was like 15 tables. And that was like the biggest event like in Europe. Anyway. And so that's how you got your first experience tournament directing was this 15 table tournament in a restaurant? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's no, fantastic. The thing is, I can tell you that that was legendary. Like, when yeah, it was, like, yeah. it was. Like, yeah. like mid-90s, yeah. the rainbow's like, oh my God, it's like yeah. so huge. They've like... 15 tables, <laughs> you know, it was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Did any big stars come out of that or, you know, big I mean, stars probably at the some, time? Probably some, um, like, if you know, like Derek Baxter and some old English players. I used to deal a lot of high-end high cash games to those guys. So Derek Baxter, um, Lucy, uh, Lucy Rocash. Rocash, yeah. You know, probably a lot of that, that kind of crew. Rocash. a song about Lucy Rocash. <laughs> yeah. Did she threaten you in the same way that Dave Elliott did? No, she was just unhappy with me. Okay. <laughs> in a passive-aggressive way. It's so funny that we had Rocash and then Moneymaker. Those are like the two big poker booms, I guess. <laughs> the English poker boom, Lucy Rocash. <laughs> she brought a lot of women over 60 into the game. Excellent. Not really. Uh, okay. <laughs> 
And so what was your progression? You started as a dealer? I started as a casino dealer. And then um, very soon they trade me poker. And it's much more interesting than dealing a casino. So within probably three or four weeks, I was like, yeah, put me in the poker room. Don't put me on those roulette tables anymore. So I pretty much stayed in the poker room for pretty much full time for like a year, year and a half. And then I became a supervisor. Um, and I stayed there for another about another year and a half. I stayed there for about three years. And then I left and I worked around Europe in different uh, casinos. And then I went into online poker. That was about 18 How years ago. How do you ago. make the leap from one casino to working around Europe? This, is there like a scout who's like, I see what <laughs> you did there, kid, with that penalty. Come on, I got other places for you <laughs> around, around the continent. Well, back then, there was probably a lot of countries that didn't have casinos in them. Uh, so England did, so we had the skills. We had uh, we had a lot of people. So, so. people would from other countries, yep. just from Luxembourg, yep. come on and be like, hey, we want to have a... Yeah, they didn't have anyone in their country. Why did uh, you pick Luxembourg? Of all the places of my, it's in one of my favourites. <laughs> the country of Luxembourg. That's, is it not a country? Yes, it is. Right? Okay, good. I'm American. I don't... This could be... It's a very small one, yeah. Yeah, there, a lot of countries wouldn't have had um, like expertise in casinos and gaming, even just dealers and uh, inspectors and things like that. So they'd go to England to source their staff. So I've lived in like in the Ukraine, I've lived in Tel Aviv, I've lived in Holland, although that was an illegal casino. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Did that pay well? Uh, yeah, but then you get fired for losing as a blackjack dealer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> wow. I guess being an for losing. I was... underground casino, if you lose, I mean, getting fired is probably the best <laughs> case scenario. Yeah. While they were underground, they were accepted a little bit like everything else that's kind of accepted over there. Oh, like you, didn't, you didn't get raided every day by the police and get put in jail for the night, you know. It was kind of accepted, but technically illegal. Did you have a sign on the door? Um, I think there was, actually. It said, yeah. like, Salon on it, right? Like, it yeah. said, like... It was quite, it was fairly, yeah, it was fairly open. It was a nice place. You went in, there was a bar, there was a restaurant. And it wasn't like in somebody's kitchen in the, in the back room, you know. So when did you first get involved with the PokerStars tours? Because you were working on like the UK IPT and the Australias before you came to the EPT, right? Yeah, but even before then I was working for, um, for Tom Scrumser as a floor. So probably season, uh, season two, I think, was season two with Dublin. Yeah, there was a Dublin. So that was probably the first time I, w I worked on EPT because I was like a poker manager in the Merrion Casino in Dublin. So, Pokestars came with Thomas Kremser and his and his crew, and then I worked with him on that event, and then I worked for him for a couple of years, um, and then I worked on the UKRPT and Estrellas from seven years ago, and then pretty much EBT directly after that. Well, Toby, we wanted you to know we're we're big fans. We I love the I, maybe I shouldn't speak for these guys. I love the way you run tournaments. I love your demeanor out there. I love the way you handle situations when they come up. Uh, you're always grace under fire. Uh, you've been a part of some of the weirdest bubbles <laughs> yeah. that we have ever seen. There was the it was twice back, in Barcelona. back-to-back -back Barcelona bubbles, <coughs> which were utterly yeah. weird because I think it was season 10 when we had the guy who didn't <coughs> show up for day three. Mm -hmm. And no one knew what to do. We were all running around going, oh my God, we've never had this before. What do we do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, and obviously whatever decision you make is going to be controversial and it's going to, like, yeah. you, some people are going to say you did the right thing. Some people are going to say, no, 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 because you thought that the right thing to do was draw attention to the yeah. fact that someone's not here and is going to be all in and out on the next hand. Yeah. And yet still, there were three all-in calls on that hand. Right, any one of those people, and they all doubled up, but any one of those people could have gone out yeah. before the guy who didn't show up. And they always say that, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. but even in hindsight, I can't imagine that being done any better. From my from my perspective, no. I mean, it's all about information, and that table had information that no one else had. You know, maybe some tables nearby can see it because they, yeah. they you know, they're right. close proximity to the table and they can see what's going on. So, I mean, not everyone has the same information. So, if not everyone has the same information, it's not a level playing field. 
So that was that was my level. That was my way of thinking. So yeah, we stopped the we stopped the clock and we announced to all the players, you know, that on this table somebody is all in. And, and then now the, everyone has this correct information. How, yeah. Next year, how much did you want to strangle Dennis Phillips for throwing uh, an additional bubble prize, the guitar, into the mix, <laughs> the guitar and the the seat in the seminar that right. made. Yeah, the I, w- I was happy to break the guitar up in like seven pieces. That's, that's what that's I said. What I, I was like, just yeah. smash the guitar, smash it up. Here's your bit. This shit out. Here's yeah. your bit. Right. Well you done. Can have the strings. Would have been much easier. Was it like seven all-ins, five eliminations, split bubble prize? Who Prompt you sit and go to win the guitar. Have you ever had? A, a more complicated bubble than that where you had to have a post-bubble sit and go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's definitely the uh, most complicated bubble in history, yeah. No, I don't think even in my history. I think just in, in history. History of the world. Of poker, yeah. yeah of the Can world. Can you think, other than those two instances, of any other bubble that was nearly as controversial as those two? Um, probably only one in, uh, and it wasn't really controversial. It was in Spain at the Estrella's Poker Tour probably like five or six years ago. And it was controversial because the dealers are supposed to tell you when, you know, you know I, I, I've lost a player here, so you and I have to know how many players are remaining to actually make the bubble. So I'm dealing with some quite serious problem on one table, and I'm three or four table, three or four people off the money, and this problem took like five or ten minutes on this table. The serious problem on the other table is this guy had bought in with money he had stolen from his auntie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm dealing with this quite complicated problem on this one table, and um, the, the rest of the dealers are dealing. And this uh, fl- this um, blogger guy comes up to me and he whispers in my ear, "By the way, we're in the money." <laughs> oh shit! Oh. I was like, "What? Yeah, they've lost a player. He's lost a player. They bust out." And I'm like, "What the hell? What the hell would you mean?" Oh. So I had to kind of stop what was that, what I was doing there and stop the clock and kind of admit, "Oh, well done. We're in the money," <laughs> and then try to find out who. Actually, won some money. Piece it together because after we were actually that. in the money, and we'd already lost. I can't remember exactly the situation, wow. but we'd already lost one or two players. So yeah, that made me look a little bit kind of uh, yeah well, um, useless. That <laughs> is one situation where Toby Stone missed the Stone Bubble. Now that <laughs> yeah. that is something you've handled these bubbles very well, and so it's it's pretty apropos that your name is Toby Stone. And the Stone <laughs> Bubble is something. So we were hoping that you play a little game with us that we are calling. The Stone Bubble. You play the Stone <laughs> Bubble with us. Here we go, Toby Stone. So we want to get your opinion on what is the Stone Bubble in various other situations, okay? What is the Stone Bubble on the number of flushes that you would attempt to flush something down the toilet in a public restroom before you just have to give up and walk, walk away? Three. The Stone Bubble. Three flushes is the Stone Bubble. <laughs> <laughs> What is the number of times, what is a stone bubble on the number of times it is acceptable to hit the snooze in the morning? 15. The stone bubble. <laughs> 15 is a lot. Wow, that is, uh, I'm going to have to change my numbers after. By the way, this is not an opinion. This is the real official. Absolutely, <laughs> and currently you're 2 and 0, Toby. That's because I set my alarm an hour and a half early, though, so I can snooze it 15 times. Because <laughs> I know what I'm like. Well, let's find out more about what you're like. What is the stone bubble of the number of times you can get bumped from behind while you're standing in line before you say something? Twice. Two times! stone bubble. (laughs) What is the stone bubble on the number of times William Kasuf would be allowed to say, like a boss, before you you would give him a penalty? Unlimited times. Unlimited times! stone bubble. What is the stone bubble on the amount of time that someone can spend in the shower before you start to prune? <laughs> 25 minutes. The stone bubble. Number of eggs in an omelet. I don't eat eggs, but three. 
The stone bubble. <laughs> He's nailing every single question. <laughs> what is the stone bubble on the number of text messages you can send to a significant other before they're in the shit house? Unanswered. Tech. That the is absolutely correct. <laughs> what is the stone bubble and the number of times you allow someone to ask after Kate the dealer before you inform the police? <laughs> two. Two times is the stone bubble. Just two more to go here, Toby. What is the stone bubble and the number of Walking Dead slash Game of Thrones spoilers you will allow before you slap a bitch? <laughs> One. One the is correct. Wow, that is the first time anyone has gone. Nine for nine. I have one more. <laughs> oh, I have one more. Wow. Oh, That'd be amazing. What is Come this, on. What is the stone bubble on the number of times? Excuse me. What is the stone bubble on the number of drinks you have to have before you get this tattoo? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was zero, actually. Oh, no. Yeah. Zero stone drinks. Bubble. The stone bubble. Perfectly <laughs> <Yeah>. sober. <laughs> Toby Stone, thanks very much for being with us. We appreciate it, man. We the, know that we don't, you don't love, we don't love being on cheers. camera, but we love having you. Thank you, buddy. Perfect Thanks. score, Toby. Thank you very much. Great to have you on the show. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. See you later. So we've had this thing for the last couple of nights where after we've gone off air. Yeah, you might uh, have seen the little face pop up there for yeah, a second. Yeah, Chris Moneymaker has come onto the PokerStars Twitch channel straight after us because he is in Atlantic City at the moment streaming on NJ Coop. And so we gave him a bit of a plug. So I'll tune into Moneymaker or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> basically, Matt messaged us both and went, guys, you've got to tune into this stream. It's hilarious. First of all, Moneymaker looks tiny because he's sitting in this, <laughs> this throne. Uh, you know, Moneymaker looks like something, but the word isn't tiny. And I don't think I can actually say it. But Matt, wasn't there an issue with the start of the stream? Well, yeah, I was just sitting playing spinning goes. I went back to my room and I was just playing it. And I got the alert that says the PokerStars Twitch channel's gone live. And I thought, oh, Christ, of course, Moneymaker. <laughs> so I fired it up. And all I can hear is... <laughs> And it's like the loudest country and Western music <laughs> you've ever heard in life with Chris totally oblivious. And look, people going, can't hear you. I, <laughs> I can't understand music too loud. And no, no, no. Can't understand fucking music. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also an argument because poker stars are panicking going, we can't play licensed music on this channel unless it's licensed free. And and Moneymaker just clearly picked his favorite. He's like, does Garth Brooks have a, have a license? I, I, I guess he does. And all you can see is this window with a tiny, tiny Chris Moneymaker going, well, I think but it's I, drowned out. I think we got some video. of. Hold on. We, we got one more thing of uh, oh, Matt trolling him. Oh, yeah. I trolled him. I'm saying, are you far away or is that a very big <laughs> Chair. In 10 minutes, we inject him into the body of Lee Jones and he is going to repair his spleen. <laughs> and we were just absolutely caning him, and he took it in fairness in very good spirits. He is troll proof, Chris Moneymaker. He is totally troll proof. He's the biggest troll of all. Is this the That's video? Why. This is the video, I believe. Yep, here it is. Let's check it out. We've got this one that goes. Yeah, this one's starting in an hour and 15 minutes. It's going to be a $300 format, 30k guarantee. He's just fishbowling. <laughs> to be fair, this song's way more interesting than he could possibly be saying. <laughs> Is it just two hours of him going through the lobby also? Well, <laughs> like, <what? laughs> and the thing is, the problem is he was on a five-minute delay. So even once he got the message, we obviously, we still had to wait for the message to get to him 
in the future for him to do something about it. So we're all just screaming. And that's why I'm saying, guys, you've got to catch this. Because I knew at some point someone would step in. I went to bed at 8.30, by the way. Well, this is the thing. on my bed with my clothes on. Why is Joe not replying? Why is he not joining us in the chat box and joining in the trolling of Moneymaker? But yeah, you woke up the next morning and went, uh, just getting these messages now. <laughs> it was just absolutely an absolute treat. But again, yeah, credit to Chris. He just dealt with it very beautifully, like the beautiful man he is. So Matt was in the chat trolling him. And check it out. James was actually there on location trolling him. <laughs> James, made it, James made it into the uh, the money stream. <laughs> Didn't know you had time to fly back and forth. Jersey, James. One of them loves the EPT. Knows it inside out and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's Superfan versus Stapes. And we welcome to EPT Not Live at EPT Live, Andrew Milto, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hello. Wait, we just tried sound effects. Timing is everything. Absolutely, absolutely. Andrew, where are you from and what do you do? Uh, I'm from Maryland, uh, the town where Elaine went to college from uh, Seinfeld. Do you guys know that one? Bethesda? Towson. Towson. Close up, close. Yep, and uh, I work for a bank. Uh, Look, I gotta gotta say thank you to Andrew here because he did me a real solid (laughs) the other night. So the other night I went out with Maria Ho and Tiffany Michelle, and I have had a thing for Tiffany Michelle for like 10 years, right? Like a really long time. <laughs> Shocking. I never right. guessed it. She hasn't shown me a lick of interest until the day I got verified on Twitter, and that is no joke. Right? <laughs> that is no joke. So I'm walking down the street, and we run into Andrew, and he's like, oh, my God, Stapes, I'm a super fan. <laughs> Tiffany doesn't know that like a super fan is like a thing. Like it's like an actual title we've given him. Right. So he's like, can I get a picture, meet my girlfriend? Oh my God, I can't wait to, to be on the show. And Tiffany, like we walk away and Tiffany's like, you have, you have super fan? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And she literally pawed at me right after that. So I had a really good night after I ran into you, Andrew. So I just wanted to say thank you very much. Um, what brings you to Malta, Andrew? Just to come hang out, just to see just the to event. Just to be the super fan. Just to be in the festival. Sure. So you're not playing anything? The only thing I played was the uh, 150 charity event, which cool. was the best decision ever because it's all super good players that are just there to You get to rub elbows. Yeah, it was fun. How you got to play events are the best. Yeah, and it's open bar, which is totally worth what? it. Yeah, it's so what? It. 150 euros an open bar, I definitely, the charity would have lost money. <laughs> this is why the scheduling of it tilts me beyond belief because it's always while we're on air. Oh, I see. Did you get a good <laughs> yeah. table draw? Did you get any like real big uh, names? Roberto Rom- Romanello yeah. was right next to me, so nice. he and I were hanging out. That He's was cool. Guy. Jay Cody was super cool. Yeah, uh, J- the more famous Jamie Stapleton or Staples. That's okay. Yeah, get his name wrong. It's fine. <laughs> that's <laughs> like almost a burn, but also he couldn't get Not quite. I'll, I'll take it. I didn't recognize him, but other people did. So it was cool. It was really fun. And Got himself out of that whole yeah, yeah, whatever. You're, you're back to being a super fan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just for a minute, it did, but straight um, back up the top. Yeah, so um, no, I'm just here to because I thought it would be fun and see what it's like and hang out. Well, It's th- been awesome. Thank you for applying to be on the show. You selected Adam Carolla as your specialist subject. I was feeling lazy, so I got Matt to do all the work. Yeah. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Broughton has compiled a list of questions about the radio podcast per- personality Adam Carolla. I will keep score. 
Yeah, and it, I got stitched because normally when James goes, I was thinking you could do the. Uh, it's questions. something you're actually I think good at. It's going to be like movies or guitars or something. <laughs> it's like it's Adam Carolla. I'm thinking, <laughs> I said, who's that? I don't know. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> thanks a million, mate. Well, Joe has no excuse. I know he's a fan. I but. am a fan. Yeah, but Adam Carolla mentioned my podcast on his show, his morning show, one time in LA years ago, and I lost my mind. It was like one of the best days of my life. Okay, you can get him to mention EPT Not Live. Well, it was about seven years before EPT Not Live. <laughs> no, no, I was saying, can we get him to mention EPT Not Live? Do you, do you still have a connection? Do you still have an in? I can try. Can you, like, t- tag him on the tweet when you make the announcement about the next podcast going out? And maybe he'll do you, like, a solid and, you know. He's kind of gone really right wing in the last few years, so uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how. I, I don't know. That doesn't make someone a, not a nice person, though. Maybe he'll do it. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's it. <laughs> I thought I've got nothing else to say. Okay, here we go. We're gonna, <laughs> let's, let's get the game going. Is that one of the questions? <laughs> Shit. So which end of the political spectrum has Adam flushed in recent years? Is it A, the right, or B, the left? Uh, now, as you are our guest, you get to choose whether you want to go first or second. Uh, second. Second. Okay. Then this comes Which to Which was the right wing question? <laughs> that wasn't one of the questions. By the way, no cheating or opposition. I'll try not to. Okay. It's a very small font. Um, in which year did the Adam Carolla show set the Guinness World Record as the most downloaded podcast? Two thousand nine. Would you like to steal this? I think it was twenty ten. I can tell you it was two thousand and eleven. Ah, we were getting there. Bonus <laughs> attached to this one, Joe. By which episode had it become the number one podcast in both the US and Canada? Was it its third show, its fifth show, or its sixth show? Fifth show. It was its third. Good. You're right with these scores, James. You're keeping track of this. <laughs> the score is currently nil nil. These are very specific yeah. questions. <laughs> well, you're both super fans, so you know. Okay, um, Andrew, which of the following reality shows has Corolla appeared on? Survivor, The Great American Road Trip. Dancing with the Stars, The Celebrity Apprentice. Well, he was on two of those, Celebrity Apprentice and Dancing with the Stars. Correct. Is that one point or two? That's just one point. Just one point. Just one point because they're super fans. Okay, Joseph. Uh, Corolla has no middle name, but on his driving license application, he listed his middle name as what for a joke, which was then processed and still appears on his license to this very day. Juan. No. Lakers. Lakers is correct. (laughs) Uh, this is back to you then, Andrew. So, <laughs> Adam Lakers Carroll. <laughs> That's your funny guy. Um, Hawaiian radio station K- KPOI dropped. He knows the answer already. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. He dropped Corolla's Loveline show. Sorry, they dropped Corolla's Loveline show in 2003 after he insulted Hawaiians. Which of these insults did he not direct at Hawaiians? Dumb, inbred. Retarded, fat and lazy, and among the dumbest people we have. Which of those insults did he not direct at Hawaiians? I'll go with inbred. It was fat and lazy. He called them all the other things. (laughs) He sounds like a really lovely guy. Okay, Joseph. He has a way of making you believe it, though. Oh, okay. Well, that's even more admirable. He backs it up. Okay. Uh, In 2008 and 2009, Corolla was the spokesperson for which of these companies? Johnny Rockets, Stop Nodding, Pizza Hut, Wendy's, Subway, or TGI Fridays? Holy shit. 
<laughs> Pizza Hut. Help him out. No, I, I know he did the one eight hundred collect, but no, it was, it was uh, TGI Fridays. I can tell you. Yeah, for two years. Well, well, this one you you got fifty fifty. There's a bonus attached to this. Okay. We you, saw you run well at flips in the spin and go, so maybe right. <laughs> maybe you're on a heater. Might be coming your way. During his time as a spokesperson for TGI Fridays, they served a sauce called Cola Corolla. Is that true or false? False. It is false. You've Joe, you're on the board. Woo! 2-1 the score. Okay. Uh, over to you, Andrew. Corolla supplied the voice of which character in the Disney film Wreck-It Ralph? Was it Rancis Fluggerbutter, King Candy, Sonic the Hedgehog, Beard Papa, or Officer Winchell? Officer Winchell. Correct. Now, for a bonus, can you tell me what food stuff is Officer Winchell? A donut. It was a donut. He's actually listed in, in the oh. credits as Anna Claire. And a Claire is not a donut. I'm sorry. I I'm going to have to be a stickler since I'm down so much. <laughs> sorry. Okay, Joe. Uh, Corolla has a celestial object named in his honor. Which of these is it? Is it the Aurora Corolla Borealis, Asteroid 4535 Adam Corolla, no ego in this, the B125 Corolla Corona, or simply the Adam Corolla Comet? The Corolla Corona Corolla. The choice C. Third choice. Incorrect. It's actually asteroid 4535 Adam Corolla. Did you know that one? No. Good. Right. I'd have guessed. No, no, no. Okay. Corolla, Andrew, conceived a cocktail which later became commercialized. Was it the Mangria, the Tom Colons, the Adam Teeny, the Pina Corolla, or the Corolla Politan? Uh, it is Mangria. It is the Mangria. Yeah. And one. for yeah, a bonus, I'm afraid there's a bonus here, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me which Napa Valley-based company commercialized it? Oh, jeez. Uh, no, I have no idea. Seagram's. No, it was the Patio Wine Company. The thing is, again, having <laughs> never heard of him, I have no idea what's common knowledge about right. is random. The Mangria uh, is, was, is a good one. I, well, I knew that one at least. Okay. <laughs> this is Joe's last question. This right. is the last question for Joe. Okay, so Corolla once said... I swear my car won't run unless I'm what? So did you say my car won't run unless I'm picking my nose, ever so slightly drunk, playing loud rock music, or pretending I don't care? Picking my nose. Correct. Correct. Okay, so uh, doesn't really matter. <laughs> Your last question. Now, you're going to have to think about this from my perspective and the perspective of people that have never heard of him and have done all this research, and we're finding out a lot about Adam. <laughs> When I described this bloke to my wife, did she say he sounded like an egomaniac, a cock bollock, a turd, or a right dickhead? <laughs> That's a dish in England, right? The last one? Yeah. Very um, popular. Delicious. Very popular. <laughs> uh, I'll say the first one, egomaniac. Ah, I'm afraid she thought he was a cock bollock, <laughs> which I didn't I even, even know, know was an insult. But yeah. she's very, very Fantastic. creative. How do we end up there? Uh, the final score, two points to Joe Stapleton, four points to Andrew. You have crushed this game of Superfan versus Stapes. Well done. There's the applause. Right <laughs> yes. Good job. Good Thanks, job, guys. sir. Thank Good you. job. Well done. Hey, uh, should we just close the show out here while Andrew uh, Why not? sits with us? Yes, stay uh, with us. What I'm going to do here is uh, coming up next time, uh, we are going to recap all of Malta. We've got lots of carryover anecdote stuff we didn't get time to uh, time to tell you about this week. We've got two TV shows to recap, which James is going to tell you about right now. Yes, absolutely, because available to watch now at PokerStars.tv, we have the final table of the 100K Super High Roller at the EPC 12 Grand Final. And by the time we bring you the next episode of EPC Not Live, you'll also be able to watch the Monaco main event. That's the Grand Final main event. 
for our super fan Andrew and for James Hardigan and for Matt Broughton, I'm Joe Stableton. Smell you later. No, no.